All right, Alexander, we had a big meeting between uh, Belarus President Lukashenko and Xi Jinping of China. A four-hour meeting, actually. And uh, a lot was... Uh, a lot was discussed and a lot was decided. What's what's the uh, what's the result of that meeting? Well, this in some ways this is an extraordinarily in- meeting because you know look Belarus. I don't want to you know demean the country at all, but it's hardly a big place, and yet Xi Jinping gives four hours of his time to Lukashenko. Lukashenko is received with a twenty-one gun salute. Chinese army is there on parade for him to see. Um, he himself uh, lays a wreath at the monument of the people's heroes in Tiananmen Square. And the ceremonies and the pomp around this trip are enormous. Uh, I mean, the Chinese have gone, you know, they've pulled out all the stops to make this look like a big event. And they don't do that unless because they're very practical people, whatever else people may feel about them. Nobody should deny that the Chinese are practical people. They must be doing it, because for them, it is a big event. And when you get a sense of the kind of things that they've been talking about with Lukashenko, you can start to see why, because we don't yet have readouts from the Chinese about Xi Jinping's meetings with Lukashenko, but we understand that Xi Jinping called Lukashenko my my old friend, my dear friend. Uh, there's apparently a massive planoply of economic agreements covering every conceivable field you can imagine. There's agreements on judicial matters. There's also apparently defence agreements that's been squirrelled away in some of the commentaries in the Chinese media, but there are defence agreements. And that's interesting in itself. One wonders what form those take. And last but not least, there was talk about Ukraine, obviously. Lukashenko supporting the Chinese position paper. Well, that was to be expected. But other things about security issues and about a joint fight between Belarus and China against colour revolutions. Now, I, again, that is important because, remember, Lukashenko was himself targeted with a colour revolution back in 2020. He, he had to see one off. So he's got lots of information about how colour revolutions work and he's sharing that with the Chinese and the Chinese, for their part, are going to help him in case he ever has to face another one. So extraordinary range of agreements, and the Chinese giving a very high profile to this meeting. Well, why are the Chinese doing that? Well, I'm going to say straightforwardly, I think that the Chinese have been looking at this administration in Washington. They've been looking, listening to what the Europeans are saying. They've noted that the United States, the administration, apparently is preparing to green light more arms deliveries to Taiwan. And I think they've decided that they are in an adversary situation with the United States, at least with this administration. They are in a conflict with the United States. And so they're now working to convert old friends into potential allies 
in case there is a future conflict. And I think this is what this is all about with Belarus. And Xi Jinping is about to fly to Moscow. He's going there in a few... Well, we don't know exactly when, but apparently he's going to Moscow this month. And I'm sure we will be seeing the same thing there, that he's going to go to Moscow. There'll be all kinds of further agreements. And I'm not saying that the Chinese have put aside, uh, you know, have put aside for them the moment their position of non-alignment and neutrality. But I think we are now seeing steps being taken toward, towards setting up that defence system, that alliance system, if you like, that formal alliance system that people have been talking about for a very long time between China, Russia, Belarus, other countries. And I think it's now on its way. I think this is a, clearly intended as a step in that direction. All right. Uh, th three observations. The way the U.S. has decided to deal with Ukraine losing the conflict against Russia is to go after China, to warn China. <laughs> okay. Um, isn't it interesting that, what was it, maybe th three, four years ago? Lukashenko is actually flirting with uh, moving closer towards the European Union instead of Russia. And because the EU and the, and the United States didn't want to uh, win Lukashenko over with, uh, with, with, uh, with respect, with, with, with good, good deals and partnerships and, and stuff like that. They uh, they decided to overthrow him, <laughs> and uh, it backfired. And now look where 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 he is. He's he's um, not only with the Russians, but he's with the Chinese now. Yes. yes. And uh, isn't it interesting? My final thought is: isn't it interesting that as the U.S. is warning China not to send weapons to Russia? They are sending weapons to Taiwan. Yes. How does that exactly. look well, for China? They must be looking at this going, okay, yeah, uh, yeah well, I, I think we're going to, to send weapons to Russia now. I mean, yeah, I think, I, I, make, I think it, that is make it make sense. I, I think that's absolutely correct. I think this is completely right. I mean, you, know, you can understand the logic, both of Lukashenko's actions and of the Chinese. I mean, from their, from their respective points of view, they're coming under the same identical pressure from the neocons in Washington, because it's the neocons who are driving this policy. And they say, look, whatever differences we might have had in the past, you know, Lukashenko wanted to keep a kind of equidistance between the Russians and the um, West. He was flirting, as you said, with the European Union. He uh, um, hosted NATO militaries, you know, often came into Belarus itself. He had, he had tried to keep good relations. Now, fully committed to the Russians. He's also fully committed to the Chinese. He's completely with them now. I mean, there's no doubt about this. The Chinese, for their part, are not just going to embrace him, but they're going to embrace him in a way that is clearly hostile to, 
to the US. If you, I mean, we, as I said, we don't have a readout, but there's been all kinds of statements from Xi Jinping which have been reported in the US, in the Chinese media. Uh, he talks about hegemony, Cold War thinking, all of those things. They're all clearly directed at the US. And so, as I said, the Chinese have come to think of the US as not just a rival, they could have lived with that, not just as a trade rival, they could have lived with that too. They're now starting to see the US as an actual enemy. Lukashenko sees the West as an enemy. The Russians obviously see the West as an enemy. They're all comparing notes and they're all coming together. And that's exactly what the, um, what the neocons have achieved for us. And of course, they might be thinking about sanctions against China. If that's a bluff, let me remind you of my first rule of diplomacy, the first rule of war. Many people have said is don't march on Moscow. The first, the first rule of diplomacy is don't bluff Beijing, because your bluff will always be called. That is an absolute certainty. If you threaten the Chinese with the sanctions and tell them, don't do this or we will sanction sanctions you, they're more likely to do it than they might otherwise have been because they will never accept that kind of pressure on themselves. And they're saying as much. So don't bluff the Chinese. If you do, then your bluff will be called. And if it's not a bluff, if you're really thinking of across-the-board Russian-style sanctions on China, then you are mad. <laughs> You're a fool. What you will do is you will crater your own economies. I mean, far more decisively than you would have done if you'd imposed these sort of sanctions on the Russians. So, but, you know, I think that's where we're heading, actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're... They're on the sanctions escalator. They're, 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 the Chinese are moving rapidly up the, the escalator. I mean, you have this, this TikTok ban that's now working its way through the, through the uh, Biden White House. Uh, they said they're going to, to finish off Huawei. Yeah. The, the Biden White House says they're going to completely finish off Huawei. I mean, it's, yeah. we're, heading, we're heading towards big sanctions. I think even uh, Blinken came out with a statement and said uh, – that not only the U.S. but you know the U.S. Uh, partners, which means the European Union, they're going to, the European Union once again is going to get strong-armed into sanctioning, and they're going to do it. You know that yeah. Schultz and Macron are going to do it. Yes, of course they are. Exactly what they're going to do. They're going to go along with it, despite the fact. And I was reading a long study about the structure of the German economy that it was very much based around imports of gas from Russia, and exports to China. So they're going to clobber themselves on both fronts. But, you know, they are going to do it. I agree. That's They've got themselves trapped within this neocon Hotel California-type policy, and then there's no way out now. I mean, can I say, I mean, the dividing lines are now being drawn. I mean, people still talk about avoiding a Cold War. But I think we have to recognise the reality that we are almost in one. It's only a matter of time now before the um, lines harden. And um, the world that we knew, the world of globalisation as we remember it, it, 
the world that spawned globalization is ending. Yeah, I, and I by agree. The way, that, that, that's why I think you're seeing such a rush from, uh, from the US and from the European Union to consolidate its control at least over Europe. That's why, that's why you have Sweden and Finland joining NATO. That's why you're seeing a, a push to, to settle the situation in Serbia. I mean, they're putting a lot of pressure on Vucic to settle the situation in, in Serbia. That's why you saw the, the, the Sunak, Ursula, King Charles uh, arrangement for, uh, for, for, for Brexit, rolling that back. Uh, that's why you're seeing a lot of pressure on Hungary and Samantha Power turning up to Hungary. And I'm getting reports of, uh, of a lot of activity and money being poured into uh, Hungarian uh, anti-Orban journalists and NGOs. I mean, I really am getting the sense that that this Cold War border is is pretty much Belarus and whatever it's going to be with Ukraine, whatever going going down to, to wherever the, the border is with Ukraine, given the outcome of the conflict, and then Europe. And you can see the, the, the U.S. And, and the EU, they're really working hard to try and make sure they consolidate and control all of all of Europe that they can what, what's and bring it under one, yeah. one umbrella, yeah. Absolutely. And as I said, we, 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 are, we, we are heading in that direction. As I said, the Chinese, are, they didn't want to go there, but they're being pushed to do it. The Russians obviously are fully understand that that's where it must go. But that, that, that is where we are. That's where we're heading. I mean, Chinese relations, China's relations with the West are deteriorating. Huawei, as you said, is going to be crushed. By the way, on the subject of Huawei, I, I, I was reading an article in the Daily Telegraph, interesting one, which said that 5G in Europe is now almost dead because it's apparently been killed by higher energy costs. Just saying. I don't know how true that is, but that was what it was saying, that it, it, the, the, the amount of um, energy, uh, it, it's very energy intensive to operate, and there isn't that much consumer demand for it, so... Essentially, it's burning itself out. It's going. So all of that over Huawei was over nothing at all, it turns out. But anyway, that's, I, I don't want to get sidetracked into that discussion. But I think you're absolutely right. The, 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 the lines are being drawn. They're hardening. And, you know, the uh, West, the collective West, say, so, you know, Serbia, Hungary, look, you're on our side of the fence we're not going to tolerate any more of deviation or dissent from you. You've got to fall into line. We're going to see pressure on Serbia. We're going to see pressure on Hungary. And in the meantime, the other side is coming together. And if you like, you can actually make that comparison, actually. It's a good one. Ursula beats, beats King Charles and Sunak. Xi Jinping meets Lukashenko and Putin. Yeah. And we had Blinken going to, uh, to, to Eurasia, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, uh, Tajikistan meeting with, with them to try and, I don't know, maybe perhaps make one final attempt at, uh, at trying to, to win them over. And it was kind of, I mean, the whole thing seemed kind of pathetic in a way where Blinken is guaranteeing them safety from, from Russian aggression and Kazakhstan's kind of like, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, indeed, yeah. I mean, the fact is, all of these countries in the recent UN General Assembly, they, they, they you know, they all abstained 
on the on the U.S. resolution. They're not going to spoil their relations with China and Russia. I mean, that's simply not happening. So, I mean, you know, Blinken is on a hiding to nothing there. But you know, that's what he does. He's 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 still got hopes. There was, if you remember, back in again late 2020, early 2021, there was to early 2020. Sorry, late 2021, early 2022. This attempt to uh, create some kind of a color revolution it looked like in Kazakhstan and that failed maybe he's going there to sort of reconnoiter the land see whether you can achieve anything in that part of the world now two the big difference with the previous cold war is in the previous cold war the collective west was much stronger economically that isn't the case this time. And that changes everything. That changes the entire geopolitical geometry of this contest. But if the neocons wanted, if the point of the Ukraine conflict was to divide China and Russia, that hasn't worked. It's done the opposite. As we see, it's consolidating what is increasingly looking like a Chinese-led bloc. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Duran.locals.com. We are on Rockfin as well. And go to the Duran shop. 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.